Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. I'm VM Comic Nerd. You notice I made a little tent for myself. Yeah, you, it's like a little shawl <laughs> fort. <laughs> a little fort. Yeah, yeah. Made out of a shawl. Yeah, it's like grandpa's shawl you turned into a fort. <laughs> yeah, I made it into a mini No I girls do, allowed! <laughs> I, I do this. I, I wrap myself up. I'm a grown ass man. You're covering my... your mouth for the mic. I'm sorry. I'm a grown ass man in my 30s. And yeah. uh, it's debatable. Yeah. You know. In your 30s. Yeah. It's debatable. No, the 30s is true. Grown ass man is debatable. There's a part of me that still feels like a teenager, to be honest with you. Well, that's the sucky thing about it being a millennial. I never actually fully feel like you've grown up. Yeah, it's true. I, don't feel, like, I still feel like I'm in the high school, yeah, just out of high school yeah, age. I right? feel your pain. Yeah, but then I look in the mirror, I'm like, that's not it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, but like uh, one of the things, grown ass man, that I do to this day is I, I wrap myself in my blanket when I read. Oh. I make a little, I put, a, I make a babushka. Oh. I put it over my head. Uh-huh. I wrap myself up, make a mini teepee, and that's how I read. It's or weird. how I when I stream stuff. Rarely you put like you put the blanket over your head. I put the blanket over my head so that it looks like I'm a babushka. But where's your light source when you're reading? My light source? Yeah, my mind. Light but, in the but no, if you no no not over over oh like up and covering my head like a hood uh, like oh, a oh hood. the other way okay yeah yeah not like I've blinded myself it's kind of weird no, I thought like you made like a little fort and then you like have like a little reading lamp on top no of your no, no not a full on <laughs> fort a body fort with a hood uh, okay so I'm like a babushka <laughs> just be careful up. don't try to go and get skittles and iced tea bro so I might shoot you, if you yeah. too soon yeah, yeah. It's all, that'll, that'll, always, be, that'll yeah. always be too soon. Yeah. But to be honest with you, is it is it like was it racist for me to say that? Or that? No, I mean it's exploiting racial tensions in America. Clearly, yeah, it's true. But that's, it's, you're a person of color, bro. You never know. Yeah, you, know, you, can, you can't you can't get away with certain shit that white people can't. No, I yeah. can absolutely um, I, I can absolutely not get away with shit. Yeah. No, uh, or you're not a fucking professional fighter. You can get away with shit if or if you're just famous and have money. He's he wasn't really a professional fighter when what he. What the fuck are you talking about? So. I was watching your favorite sport, the blood sport of fucking UFC. Ultimate Fighting Championships. Can I, can I go a week without this dumbass bringing up UFC? He hasn't brought it up in months. Yeah. Guy, in regular conversation, he's always bringing up UFC. Yeah. Does he? I'm not. Yes. That's because I'm trying to get a UFC fighter on the Samoa Network podcast. So that's why I brought it up before. Literally every fucking day. He's an Afghan fighter. You need to get him on an interview. Jesus Christ. That'd be a good topic point for this PR guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, Anyways. Don't have a Lee ask him questions. No, no, he's not allowed to. At least not allowed on that podcast. Okay. Um, I am, but he's not yeah. allowed on the on the podcast. No, on mean? that podcast, the, uh, that episode. Oh, what's yeah. to say? Okay. Did they, they ban you without you knowing? <laughs> yeah. Shadow yeah. banned you. They shadowed banned me from that podcast. There's a reason why that podcast failing. It's, it's doing well. Yeah, whatever. Um, we're gonna, we're interviewing a uh, director and producer of the Netflix series Traffickers tomorrow. So actually, you also just released an, an episode with. Uh, the hosts of the gender nod. Yeah, so it was a great episode. Gender comes. Not the best of the, to be honest with you. As a gender scholar, I'm wow. slightly critical of that. Critical of that shade on you. But it is a really good, it's still a good interview. If you're I enjoyed interested it. in talking about gender relationships, patriarchy, I think Omar's thing was imperfect allies. That's a, he's, I'm, I that can just, I can fucking see him saying imperfect allies for the next two years. <laughs> I fucking have to, lead, to listen to his dumbass come up with the. But it, it is actually a good. In, it's a good yeah, interview, I and I, I do did. recommend it. So what are you? Uh, it's iTunes and what Stitcher? 
No, iTunes, Google Play. iTunes and Google Play. You look up Samovar Network. Yeah. Samovar Network. S A M V O S A M O V A R. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Network. Look it up. Yeah, it looks it. The gender not one highly recommended and fresh off the pitch are my two favorites. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, I was talking about the UFC. Yeah. So check us out. Saturday they had their first event on ESPN. ESPN Plus. Your neighbors are fucking like animals and slamming doors it wasn't fucking moving in an elephant like what the hell is going on elephant Lord of the Rings oh I thought you were trying to call an elephant an elephant no that's Lord of the Rings fucking dumbass sorry racist ass no I mean the story is racist Asian people ride the elephant yeah it's a little racist but yeah so in the UFC they'd had their first event on ESPN this weekend and they had a fighter on there by the name of Rachel Ostevich she was a survivor of domestic assault earlier this, not this year, but in the past like tw- twelve months, she got beat really, really bad, and it was like a big like news story because like by her husband, yeah, or boyfriend, or her or husband or boyfriend, I forgot like okay. the, the details of, but that as far as that, but she was hospitalized because of it, right? Damn. Like it was really bad. Yeah, they put her on the fight card, right? Like, yeah. hey, good. I don't you. know what that means, but okay, it means that she fought on they this. Fought, she, fought the event. she fought in the event, right? Um, here's where they fucked up, right? They fucked up twofold. Uh, first part of it, they fucked up because they hired a guy who was basically kicked out of the NFL for domestic assault. He beat the shit out of his fiance like badly, and then threatened her by putting guns on the bed, right? Like to scare her from like not saying anything. Um, the case got dropped because she ended up just not showing up to court and like testifying against them. Okay. So the case got dropped, but no team in the NFL wanted anything to do with them, right? Um, they signed him to the UFC. So the guy that no team in the NFL would sign. So let's let's be clear. This would be the same sport NFL uh-huh. that has yeah beaters, wife beaters, the guy who dragged his girlfriend out of a of an elevator. No, he got kicked out of the league too. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, this is that league. Yeah, right. That league wouldn't sign no this dude. Nope. But the UFC would. The UFC did. As if the UFC could be any more of a fucking dumpster fight. Wait, 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 I got more for you. Okay. Oh, fuck. So they signed this guy, right? His name is Greg Hardy. Greg right? Hardy, yeah. 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 Former Carolina Panther. Not related to Ed Hardy in any way, No, no. He was a douchebag like Ed Hardy, but not. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, former uh, pro bowler with the Carolina Panthers, and he played one season with the Cowboys. Um, but they signed him. Who He only had fought like three times prior to this. So this was like his fourth fight and his first fight in the UFC. They put him on the same card as her and gave him a higher spot so he got paid more than she did. Right? So he gets paid more than she does and he is a like so, uh, allegedly abused. What was the justification for signing a wife beater? He's makes some media noise. Well, I mean, there's no... They really just kind of gloss over it. Like, they don't they really even bring it, it bring it up. No, no, they didn't bring no, it up. of course not. They yeah. just kind of... They, they How do you guys watch the sport still? How do yeah. you justify giving... I mean, by watching it, you're literally allowing UFC... You're tacitly giving approval for a domestic abuser to be platformed. Yeah. So that's like knowing Bill Cosby did what he did and then going to his comedy show. Hmm. I don't see it as the same. It is the same. Because it's not just going towards Bill Cosby. There's always- Okay, so there's Bill Cosby and a bunch of openers. You just go to a show, you literally support it tacitly, whether you explicitly say it or not, the platforming of that person. How do you justify this in your head? I don't know. I'm a fan of the sport. 
I don't care if you're yeah. a, fan of the, a fan of the sport. Go go to the gym. Yeah, I like watching the sport. That's yeah. disgusting, man. He yeah. also got disqualified, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah he, had, he, he did a legal yeah, knee a legal on the guy, knee. on a downed opponent. Oh, oh, oh my God, the <laughs> knee. Oh, my God, just that disqualifying knee. No, yeah. Not the abuse. The no, disqualifying the issue. Mm. Yeah, look, I, Fucking idiots. I didn't like when he was on the Cowboys. That, like... This is why America's you know, a dumbass country. Wasn't rooting for him when he was on the team. Dumbass country. Yeah, but he's on there. Yeah, country is pretty shit. Yeah, and we saw a lot more of it this weekend, not we just did. with the UFC. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, you know, you want to talk about wanting to knee some people in the face. Well, let's be real. They're going to grow up to be the Greg Hardy. What was his name? Greg? No, Greg Hardy is a six foot five black man. These guys will never be. They're going to be the Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, they're going to be the Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, who's this guy? Greg Hardy? No, the, oh, Greg Hardy? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Greg yeah. Hardy. the fighter's Greg name Hardy. is Greg Hardy. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking Dana White, the fight promoter. Whatever, same yeah. shit. They're going to be the Dana Whites and the Brett Kavanaugh's, but this weekend was filled with all sorts of interesting shit, gentlemen. I don't know if you've noticed on Twitter the dumpster fire hmm. that uh, that we've all kind of uh, engaged in. Yeah, currently nerdy Twitter was on fire this week. <laughs> By Curly Nerdy Twitter, we mean me. Yeah. Both yours and the Curly My Twitter got really bad. At so one point, we, I had to go private. We have a, uh, you know, there's an Sorry. understanding here that every time <laughs> shit hits the fan, Ali goes into attack mode. Yeah. You know, and he, uh, you know. He, From our Twitter page. He lets loose the hounds of hell. And, See, uh, I have no regrets. Yeah, I, I know when I grow up, when I grow up <laughs> and I have kids. I could look back and be like, I, you know, I took stands. Yeah, I yelled at Nazis. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hold back. Yeah. I didn't, wasn't a fucking coward. Yeah. I did it from a podcast platform, so they yeah. can't fire me for teaching. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, this shit sucks. I'm just going to put that out there, right? Yeah. This is the most annoying shit I saw all weekend. Well, I mean, let's, let's put things into context. Yeah. There was a series of marches that were going on over the past weekend. One of which is the indigenous, the march, the indigenous march, and the other is the march for life. Yeah, this was in uh, D.C. Wasn't right. the women's march and the women's march as yeah. well? Yeah, so like that was actually so was, we were doing the women's. We had the women's march in downtown Santa Ana, mm -hmm. right? The women's march is going all over the place. So yeah. I was actually really having a good time. I had my pin on. You know, I got a chance to uh, see some great signs, hmm. and I come and hear about this foolishness going on mm -hmm. with these kids uh, from the Covington Catholic High School. Oh, God. You from know, in Kentucky. front of the Lincoln Memorial, right? Always a place like Kentucky. So, yeah. concurrently while the Women's March is going on, right, there's uh, several other marches that are going on in D.C. The, the Covington High School, Catholic High School kids were part of the March for Life, which is an anti-abortion yeah. march, right? Now, along there, there was also a Native American march that day. Mm -hmm. And then along there also were these, uh, it was a black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah. 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 So what kind of caused the, the shit storm on Twitter was a video yeah. of this kid, Nicholas Sandman, who was uh, smiling with a little shit-eating grin yeah. while a, a Native American gentleman uh, who was a, uh, a Vietnam War vet, he was a Marine. Nathan He's Phillips. a Vietnam era vet. He didn't actually serve in oh, Vietnam. Okay. Oh, yeah. Vietnam era. Excuse me. Yeah. Nathan uh, Phillips. Yeah, so you know he was uh, he was doing a traditional uh, chant, you know, with his drum. Yeah, it's a and healing then, medicine. Yeah, and then this this kid is giving him, is literally just standing there staring at him with this shitting green on his face, and all of his other friends wearing their little MAGA hats and shit were out there antagonizing him, you know, and chanting and doing the weird tomahawk chop shit. Yeah. Right now, that's what blew everything up. Right, that snapshot, what uh, you know, created a very specific type of opinion. 
And then full parts of the video began to come out, and then things began to change, and you realized it was a lot more chaotic than it actually, than the original video kind of made it out to be. Yeah. Right? So now we see these, so these kids are here after the, the March for Life. They're wearing their MAGA hats, they're wearing their Catholic high school uniforms, right? And the... Apparently, the black Hebrew Israelites start antagonizing those kids. Black Hebrew Israelites antagonize everybody. Yeah, That's right. There's like, fu- yeah, right. That's kind of what they do. They they say a bunch of outrageous shit. It's horrible, you know. But that's what the I guess that's what they're there for, right? And according to according to the kid, they uh, the the high school kids started chanting like their own school chants to mm-hmm. kind of drown out the black Hebrew Israelites mm-hmm. and things were getting a little bit more tense mm-hmm. so then this the, you know the gentleman the Native American there's only a handful of the Native Americans Native so there's like three of them Native right Phillips. yeah, yeah there's, three so of them. there's like three of them um, you know it started doing the, it's supposed to be this kind of traditional healing chant yeah it's like the AIM song is what it's called yeah yeah. The idea being that, you know, it's supposed to kind of alleviate the tension that was kind of created. So he kind of slowly approached the young man and uh, he started doing it. And then all of a sudden they, the kids had surrounded them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there was there was said that there was chance of, of, of MAGA and build that wall while they were antagonizing him. Mm-hmm. And now it's like both sides are obviously this thing became, blew up over social media. So now it's become this thing where people are taking sides there's a bunch of kids that are, you know, there's a bunch of people that are taking the side of the kid, obviously, mm. right? And then there's a, a, also a large contingent of people taking the side of, of you know, the, uh, uh, what was his name again? Nathan, Nathan Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, Mr. Nathan Phillips. I mean, the, the fact is, you saw, there's video. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very clear video that shows that the context, even with the context, there's a really horrible response to a Native American person, right? Yeah. That make stereotypical tomahawk noises, gestures, war whoops. Yeah. I mean, that's that's offensive and disrespectful. It also, the context also shows that Nathan Phillips was trying to move and this kid blocks yeah. his way yeah. uh, and stares him down. What we're expected to do is to deny the evidence of our eyes. Yeah. Being gaslit. Literally being gaslit. There's a, originally several media personalities stepped forward. It's like, oh, this is really messed up. Within 24 hours of the right getting their machine involved, their mm-hmm. outrage machine, those same media figures had been like, oh, it was more complicated than it makes it out to be. Now, this, this is privilege at its finest. Right. Yeah. And people often talk about how privilege doesn't doesn't exist. Well, well, this is a prime example of this, that when a young white guy Mm -hmm. is in trouble, we look for ways to excuse them. Correct. We look for evidence Mm -hmm. that goes to justify why it is, because in our societal narrative, the white guy is the protagonist. Yeah. On the other hand, when black teens are in trouble, yeah. or even when they're victims, we look for ways to justify what has happened. And I'll never forget that at the death of Michael Brown, articles came out that said Michael Brown, he was no angel. <laughs> yeah. A man was just killed, and your first response is to justify his killing. Yep. I'll never forget that Tamir Rice was shot, a 12-year-old boy was shot by the cops, and the news media released information about his father being a felon. 
Yeah. As if his father being a felon justified the son getting shot. The father wasn't there. The father wasn't even in. Like, there's no justifiable reason for you yeah. to even bring up the father other than you're looking for some way to create guilt by association. Well, they claimed Trayvon Martin used to smoke weed. Trayvon Martin, not, not actually an angel. This is what I'm, this is privilege so at its 13 year old kid. This is how um, privilege works. In oh, other no, sorry, words, 17. The, the, the machine okay. of, of privilege uh-huh. immediately went to work. They're just kids. They're just teenagers. It wasn't as bad as it could be. Oh, it was complicated. We'll never know the real truth of what happened. I mean, that's an actual thing that they said. There was a video of the We'll never know the truth of what really happened. Hold on a minute. Hold on. This is is the fundamental principle of, of this country, is that there is structural privilege. You are in a race, and this race involves, at one point or another... Coming up against the mountain. Mm-hmm. The white guy happens to have a dirt hill up against that mountain to help him climb. Mm-hmm. That dirt hill is built by digging a hole in the black guy's path. This is done by the ref. The white guy may not be involved in it. The white guy may not even have dug it. The white guy may even not even know that the hole, that dirt comes from that hole. Mm-hmm. But what is undeniable is that he benefits from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only does he benefit from it, but then he gets up on top of that mountain, turns back, sees the guy in the hole, and goes, "We should just work hard." This is how structural disadvantage and advantages work. This is how privilege in this country works. The fact that these guys have an opportunity to be kids—never mind that I don't remember ever being a teenager and joining racist rallies, yeah, right? Like I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I didn't do that. I mean, there's there's boys will be boys, and then there's like I guess boys will be racists. Yeah. Yeah. Who amongst us has not joined a KKK rally? Right? Like, what is going on here? But that's that's what we're talking about. That they have the privilege of being children, right? But other teenagers who aren't white don't have that privilege. Well, no. Here, here's fun. It's funny you say that, right? We're recording on a Tuesday. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? Yesterday in Florida, there was a group of uh, kids as young as 13, right, um, in Florida. Who were part of an organization called Guns Down, Bikes Up? Yeah, right. They were protesting. Uh, no, they were protesting um, the housing increase or mortgage raises or rent yeah, increases. Yeah, gun violence is yeah, part, of, part of their thing. Yeah. But they were in Florida. They were they were blocking like a section of the road because they were protesting. Late white lady comes out of her car, starts cussing them out, yelling at them. Right. Her boyfriend then gets out of the car, holding a gun. Right. Openly holding a gun Jeez. out, right? Calling them the N-word. You guys are a bunch of filthy N-words. You're stupid N-words. This and that. Kids as young as 13, yeah. right? Yeah. They, 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 they arrested the guy afterwards. They charged him with um, carrying a, a weapon without a license. That's it, right? Not intimidating anyone by holding a gun. And they're like, well, these kids provoked them. They shouldn't have been like in the road protesting. This is the, this is the fact of, of privilege, that the extraordinary lengths that the adults will go to to defend these kids, whether it's tweeting about them, whether it's saying that they're innocent, whether it's literally leading an outrage campaign to change the narrative, is the exact reason why they feel comfortable doing what they did. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a teenager at one point in their lives, and as teenagers you will do stupid shit. But there's something about being a teenager of color in this country where you are consciously aware that the world around you is perceiving you in a particular way. 
I look the way that I do, I dress the way that I do, I talk the way that I do, knowing that I don't have the same leeway mm-hmm. that a colleague of mine does. Yeah. Right? That if I talked a different way, I would be considered uneducated or a thug. Mm. Right? Because I'm brown of skin. Yeah. That's just the fact. In fact, I often get from white people, you're so articulate. Yeah. I get that a lot too. Yeah. As, if, yeah. as if it's a surprise to them yeah. that this brown man can speak their language so well. Right? Yeah. I too speak the white man's yeah. language. Right? Yeah, English is really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. English is really good. I've well, gotten that before. I, oh, that really, you know, I was born in Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah, you fucking prick. Oh, <laughs> really? really? Yeah. 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 Where are you actually from? Yeah. Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it's the, yeah, where are you from? Motherfucker, I I was born in Cerritos, California. <laughs> Kiss you know? my ass. Like, where are you really from? Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I'm aware of that, right? So there's something about it. These kids clearly felt comfortable doing what they were doing. Not only because they were in a group, but because of their racial makeup. Mm-hmm. Young white teens in the National Mall felt comfortable making stereotypical Native American chants at an elderly Native American yeah. indigenous man, mm-hmm. right? That comes with privilege. That comes with knowing that somebody's got your back. Yeah. And guess what? Somebody did. Yeah. Their whole country, the whole swaths of them, stepped forward to defend these kids. Yeah. Oh, right? And, and look, here's the thing, right? They, they come from Covington Catholic High School, which is located in Kentucky, right? Yeah. Covington Catholic High School. Their roster of teachers. Guess how many of them are They're people of white. color? Yep, all white. They're an entirely right? white yeah. school. Oh, an entirely yeah. all male school. Yeah, well, it's it's an it's an it's an all boys school, right? Yeah. But no teachers of color, yeah. so they don't really. And most of their students are are white students, right? Yeah. They have maybe a few minorities, um, but this isn't the first time Covington Catholic High School has done some. Right, people from Catholic Covington High School have done some shady shit. Back in 2000, uh, 2011, they were playing a basketball game against another team uh, with black players on that team. Guess what they decided would be they a blackface? Yeah, they blackface. They're like, this black-faced. is a good idea. Let's We're going to go in blackface. Yeah. And right? the people who tried to say, oh, it's a blackout game, they they did the blackout. No, I mean, they literally had minstrel lips yeah. and. Listen, and like, uh, like they, they did a full no, on. Like, Classic blackface, like Al yeah. Jolson. Blackface. Like, like you yeah. looked at it, and went, "Holy shit!" This but, is. We when I went to high school for our pep rally, the theme for our class because we were 007, we were class of 2007, so 007 was to blackout when other other like when the seniors and the sophomores and the freshmen were growing up. So we all wore black shirts and black pants, and then we turned our backs. That was our blackout theme. No one fucking painted their face yeah. black because we knew. Because yeah. <laughs> we went to a public court to go to school. And then when you're in blackface, then you taunt the yeah. black player. There's yeah. another, there's a whole, that's, that's like, when you see the video, then you actually see the video in your pictures, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah it's pretty not, bad. It's bad. Now, they're also known because they're, you know, they're a pretty devout Catholic high school. Yeah. They're kind of homophobic. So when they, had, homophobic. when they had students there that were gay, they were getting like called the F word. Oh yeah. Oh right? yeah. I know. I read pictures that of them Twitter. printed yeah, out yeah. from yeah. their Instagrams. Yeah. yeah. Literally posted yeah. up all oh, yeah, over the place. That Snapchat picture. Yeah. So this like, is a yeah. history of bullying here. Oh, definitely. And then yeah. they also had a student on their basketball team who got accused of rape. Yeah. And they're just like, ah. Now, the funny thing is that afterwards, after all these videos and and this mounted defense by concerned, centrist, white fucking journalists, right? New videos surfaced that showed them harassing women. Yeah, they they yelled at a bunch, they yelled at a group of women 
It's not Two rape women. if you... Yeah, yeah no, there's, there's a group of women yeah, that they said that. that. It's not rape if you enjoy it. No, I didn't see that then one. Then there's Holy another shit. one where two women are walking by. They f- are filming, and they call the women sluts. Yeah. Because I guess, like, they started, like, yelling at the girls. And the girls are like, how old are you guys? And they're like, old enough. And they're like, they started walking away. And then they're just yelling, MAGA! MAGA! Like, make America... Or build a wall to them. And then they call them sluts as they're walking off. The, the narrative that, that started to emerge, especially amongst conservative, was, like, after Brett Kavanaugh, everybody was worried about their husbands. All the women were worried about their husbands. Now we're all worried about our children. But someone has rightly pointed out that the fact that you empathize with Brett Kavanaugh and these kids, but you're incapable of mm-hmm. empathizing with Dr. Ford or Nathan Phillips is exactly the problem. Mm-hmm. That your immediate empathy is for people of privilege. It's for people who are in protected states. Nobody's going to ruin these kids' lives. They ended up on fucking Today, the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, when was the last time a black victim was born? Can you imagine Tamir Rice having that interview? Can you imagine uh, Michael Brown having that interview? Well, no, because they, they got killed before they could. Ooh, right. <laughs> okay. Inconvenient truth there, right? Yeah. You get the necromancer. Yeah, you don't even you don't even get to talk to these kids. You don't, get, you don't get an interview. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. it's it's a. But he he's he's <sighs> apparently got an interview now. I saw clips of it. And I just went, wow. Yeah. You really you really are making this guy out to be a hero. Look, You've given him hey, celebrity man, even, status. Even that loser with the bull haircut who shot up the church got a, got his day in court. Yeah. You know? Here's here's the thing, right? I, I get it. They're kids. Kids do dumb shit, right? No, 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 I'm not excusing that. I know you're not excusing that, but the argument of kids do dumb shit is a is is a mind-boggling stupid. Then, kids do dumb shit it means they make mud pies. Then teach them, right? You know, that's what they, that's kids being stupid. No, what do kids do? That's the stupid shit that they do. They play spin the bottle. That's the look, stupid shit. That no, they do. and I understand. They don't that. join racist. I'm not, I'm not excusing that, right? Americans. I'm not excusing that, but. Use this and teach other kids why this was wrong. Look, it's not that you can teach other kids why this was wrong. It's that you need to acknowledge that there is no anti-racism education in the first place. I mentioned this on the podcast before, is that racism is a socialized process. Mm Mm-hmm. Involves you don't or you're not born racist. You're taught to be racist. You're taught either through a series of of privileged experiences that lead you to be empathetic to people that look like you, mm-hmm. and to lack empathy for people that don't look like you. Mm-hmm. That's the most basic form of racism. That's often not considered racism, but it is. To outright, your parents are racist and they say racist things, and you adopt that language. Yeah. That's a process that happens over several years. No countering process exists. We assume that exposure is enough, but that's not true. We, the alt-right was proof of this. Many of the alt-right ended up in the software field, in the computer engineering field, which is filled with South Asians and people from a variety of different ethnic backgrounds, that they were all college-educated and yet still racist. They went to multi-ethnic colleges and then learn anything from it exposure is not enough what's actually needed is an anti-racism education to explain what privilege looks like to explain what racism looks like to explain how being empathetic to someone who looks like nick sandman or whatever the fuck this guy's name is mm-hmm. versus being empathetic to someone like nathan films is a form of racism yeah. right uh, gene elliott is the kind of one of the brilliant 
race educators. And I think her brown method, eyed, blue eyed, right? brown eyed, blue eyed. And I think her method of kind of a confrontational force people to examine their base assumptions mm-hmm. is the right way forward. You can't just have discussions and exposure and assume that that's enough to end racism. Mm-hmm. We just had Martin Luther King Day. It's been what? Fucking 60 years? Yeah. Since Martin Luther King? And we had our first black president two years ago. Yeah. And they didn't, they questioned his, 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 yeah, birth, yeah, his citizenship. Yeah. Right? You know, if you're still is- having first black presidents half a century after the civil rights movement, you haven't tackled racism. Well, you know, people are questioning Kamala Harris's citizenship. Why did you say Kamala Harris? Kamala, like white Kamala? Kamala? Kamala. 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 You said it like a hello. Kamala, Kamala racist. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Kamala. Kamala. Did you, did you think it's it was pronounced like Pamela and no, you just added Ka- a K to it? I don't know why I pronounced it that way. Did you have a seizure? <laughs> no. You okay? Yeah. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, two. <laughs> I don't know. You're not, you're not showing them. It's in your fork. <laughs> but they're, they're questioning her citizenship. Yeah. I saw that yeah. shit on Twitter. Like, well, yeah, she went to a yeah. Canadian school. Yeah, Something the other day was like, oh, have you seen the Democratic fields? God. Three Democratic female senators. I'm like, motherfucker, that's a normal British parliamentary yeah. like field. Yeah, you, know, you don't get to say, oh, look, we've got three now. <laughs> is, it, is it three or four now? I think it's four now. Yeah. So. It's like it when the, uh, it's season. like when, what is it, like the, the mayor of, um, oh, what was this? Ah, of, um, Come on. Oh, use oh, your Jesus, words. I lost it. Use your words. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Pontificate your sentence. Yeah. The mayor of what? Enunciate. He's yeah. not pontificating a sentence. He's enunciating. His Why sentence. is he enunciating? Ferguson. Ferguson, the mayor of Ferguson. So it's like he's all like, yeah, you know, our police force is mostly white, but we have a Hispanic. You know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, shit. You're progressive yeah, you know, now. Yeah. You have like, a Hispanic. Oh, fuck. Right? I mean, this is as funny as this is. It's a genuine point. Mm-hmm. I mean, decades after Martin Luther King, and we haven't tackled racism. Why? Because there is no social process for addressing racism. We assume that civil rights happened and racism ended. No, that it's only the. Yeah. Oh, and this is the other thing: is when people. This is what pisses me off when people go, "Do you really think all Trump supporters are racist?" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because the thing about it is, they assume racism is a marginal experience. All oh, the fringe is racist. No motherfucker. If you heard him say the stuff that he said and you still voted for him, you are a racist. I don't care if you're like, well, I like this economic proposal. Nope. That meant that you were in such a position that his economic proposal yeah. superseded the fact that he was going to ban Iranian grandmas. Yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was actually a whole thing, uh, or I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about kind of the rise of, of Nazism in Germany. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it didn't, they didn't, they didn't become Nazis overnight. No. But what, but they started with these things where they would literally go, we would start with all the administ- the universities, the hospitals. If you were, if you were Jewish, you're, you don't have a job anymore. Well, actually, the, right? one of the, the, fundamental aspects of Nazism that people often forget is that people became more anti-Semitic. It wasn't that you had a whole group of Germans that were just deeply anti-Semitic. In fact, the original Nazi platform, we're not even sure that they had intended to eliminate Jews. We know Hitler certainly was anti-Semitic. Right? But what happened is they had voted this guy who they had heard him say anti-Semitic things. Then the people who didn't originally have any negative feelings towards Jews became outright anti-semitic yeah. Yeah. so it's a pro you know you don't you don't become that way overnight it's a process right? yeah. but what they did also and this it's also i mean it goes back to the economics they literally they they pulled the jobs from universities hospitals the administrations away from people who were jews and a lot of the times that was that would make up a really big percentage of these jobs 
And then all of a sudden, these Germans, that are, these non-Jewish Germans, are getting work all of a sudden. So they're going to naturally uh, support that administration, regardless of kind of the darks, you know, the, the darker aspects of it. Someone all. the other day, there was an article, I believe, in the Washington Post, or maybe it was the New York Times. I don't read either anymore because I think. Uh-huh. American media is bullshit, right? Uh-huh. But there was an article that talked about uh, furloughed employees uh-huh. during this Trump shutdown, right? Yeah. Which is now in 33 days, yeah. 32, 33 oh, days. Is okay. Our shutdown is longer than Black History Month is. Our, our <laughs> shutdown is at this point in time, like if our, we had a stand, I said this to, uh, on Twitter, like if we had a stand in our name, we'd be talking about the U.S. as a failed state. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. For a fact, because like, the way we talk about Uzbekistan and Tajikistan, that's all we're talking about right here. But this person had complained in the thing that she was upset at Trump because he was hurting the wrong people. Oh yeah, you said this the other week. Now this is very important. That's significant, right? Yeah. The point being that she voted for him to hurt other people. Yeah. But he ended up hurting her. Yeah. Right. And that's what we're talking about here, right? The reason why there was a backlash, in my in my opinion, the reason why there was a backlash to people calling out Nick Sandman as a racist is because you're not supposed to call Nick Sandman out as a racist. Mm-hmm. The system and the structure is supposed to acknowledge that as just teenage behavior. It's supposed yeah. to excuse it and justify. That's why the backlash existed. How dare we? How dare we call him a racist? How dare we even assume yeah. That he's a racist. We don't know his motives. Heck, he wasn't actually racist. It was the black Muslims that called. That was his, mo- yeah, his yeah, mother put out a statement that said it wasn't. It wasn't the, her kids that were racist. The black Muslims were were harassing the children. Never mind their yeah. <laughs> black Israelite, 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 right? Yeah. They, they called them. I mean, they talk about. Hello, uh, they blame the Muslims. Even when they're not talk even about there. dog whistle, <laughs> right? The black Muslims, knowing very well what that's right, what that yeah. means, yeah. knowing very well what she's playing up to there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And let's, you know, we have to also. I think I have to address the fact also that, like, you know, that MAGA hat has a lot of implications that are connected to it, right? And, like, at this point, if you don't realize that, then you're fucking stupid, yeah. right? And for all of them to kind of run, or to go there with that hat, you know, and to and to be as obnoxious as they were, I think, it, even wearing that hat and being at the martial like that, those make statements, and those in and of themselves, you know, have implications that, that, that can be intimidating to a lot of people. I'm like, telling you right yeah. now, no matter how righteous you feel with your MAGA hat today... I'm telling you that historians are going to remember you in the same light that we remember the segregationists. Uh-huh. You can think you feel righteous. It's not going to look good. Yeah. The, the, we're, I mean, the historian Drew pointed out, I mean, we're watching. Yeah. And those, we're you know, always yeah. watching. And we're seeing those civil rights photos, all those old civil rights photos yeah. coming back up again. I right? mean, I mean yeah. Hazel, I mean, she... Hazel Bryant, who is very famously the image of the of the woman who was uh, screaming at the, screaming yeah. uh-huh. at the at the black woman, uh, they're going to segregation. Yeah. Little Rock, right? Yeah. She tried to spend her life addressing that. Uh-huh. She went on to go on tour. She tried to do all sorts of things, but that became her legacy. Yeah. 
her children couldn't open a history textbook without her there yeah seeing their face okay. her grandchildren couldn't like that is her legacy yeah. it, she's very bitter about it is that yeah. she was never able to live that legacy down and that's the reality of it it is what it is you think you're righteous now you tiki torch wielding red hat wearing small dick having piece of shit yeah. yeah and i should also mention that i mean we're giving this kid all the pr i mean the media companies giving the pr in the world right oh, yeah. he also hired like uh it's a firm called run switch yeah mm -hmm. which is you know gop it's the same people that do all the pr for it's actually uh, the uh worked for mitch mcconnell's yeah. office so yeah so they uh you know they're they're all about that turtle-headed fuck mm -hmm. You know, turtle neck bastard. They worked for Mitch McConnell's office, and then the guy is actually a CNN contributor. Yeah. yeah. So he uses his meter context. Then Jake Tapper's dumbass puts out a tweet statement. Yeah. Right? Platforming this alternative narrative that gets written that's completely not based in any fact. Yeah. If you see any of the, if you actually watch like his interviews or like even read the statement, it's like it's so like there's a you can tell there's like a lot of training going on yeah. there like even like the it's lawyer speak. My yeah, position now, no yeah. fifteen year old says that. Yeah, yeah. that's My a position. person who's been rehearsed, who's trained, who's now being told what to say. I have a question for you. Yeah. All right, um, the school is a a Catholic high school, right? They private get, Catholic, private high Catholic high school. They get they're part of an archdiocese. No, they are the archdiocese condemned them. Yeah. Um, are, aren't, like, religious institutions not allowed to engage in, like, political stuff? Technically like not. Private high schools still do. Uh, they do it as, like, field trips and stuff. They don't tell them, you know, wear a MAGA hat and go to this rally. But, can you, like, going to the March for Life... They technically thing. did it as a D.C. visit. It's shifty. In my opinion, they should have their nonprofit and tax exempt stripped from them. Right, that's what they I should, but it's not going to happen. No one's going to take on these private schools. These private schools were literally designed as an alternative to public education. There's a reason why we cut public education is so that rich people can go to schools like this and feel good about themselves. Yeah. yeah. So they don't have to meet a black person ever. That's, that's why. That's yeah. why we have these. That's why these schools exist. Now, the good news is the archdiocese did condemn the, these actions. Yeah. Um, but there's also there's a big divide between what's going on in, in international Catholicism versus American Catholicism. Yeah. American Catholicism is deeply, deeply conservative in a way that even the Pope is national conservative yeah. is, is. I mean, Catholicism isn't. And what's going on in Latin America? What's going on in Europe? Catholicism is very much going through a sort of weird reformation. Not to use the capital R there, yeah, but the yeah, lowercase yeah. R. Yeah. It's going through a kind of interesting moment where they're really adopting the kind of old social gospel type language. A lot of this, you know, go back to our roots, helping the poor, helping the mm -hmm. refugee, etc. Certainly, still very much pro-life. Yeah, but American. Uh, Catholics are like weirdly militantly conservative. Yeah, it trips me out. It's man. very bizarre. It's very bizarre. But yeah, it, it is what it is. I was going to say one final thing about this, and that is if this motherfucker busts out a calendar, I'm <laughs> going to lose my shit. If he has a friend named PJ or Squeak, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's we're it. Gonna, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's at least three Bretts in there's that definitely group. Three and probably yeah. a Jackson and a Jaden, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, and you know there's a Ryan. Yeah. There's oh. got to be a Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <But> Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm actually okay with that because I feel like this might very well be the oncoming of Armageddon, right? Yeah. The destruction. You know, Israel moved its capital. 
you know, it's it's Armageddon will start when I deem it so. Yes, Ali Mageddon. Uh, so, He's hoping Armageddon would come. I am I am more than happy with ending it all, in terms of like in terms of in, in fiery. No more sandwiches, V. Yeah, well, all right, fine. Okay, there's no sandwiches in hell. I'm okay with ending it all in Stuck about salads. 15 years or so. <laughs> That's your yeah. actual hell is yeah. salads. <laughs> Yes. I actually like salads. Um, you know, like, what don't you like? Yeah, what? What don't you like? There isn't anything he doesn't like. I, I honestly, I pretty much eat. Yeah. Pretty ah, much God damn it! I was gonna say like pig's feet. No, it won't work no, for you. No. It worked for me and you. There's only bacon in hell you can. This <laughs> <laughs> is so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. This is facts. This is a, that's how my mom scares me. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. You're afraid of bacon. And, okay. Yeah. Well, if you throw bacon at me, I fucking wither down and yeah, shrivel. Yeah. Uh, isn't that where they dip that's, the bullets in pig's blood? That's, type how, that's how you handle. That's how you deal with Muslims. Yeah. You just throw bacon at us. Bacon. Yeah. Uncooked bacon. Cooked bacon, we can swat off. What do they like sizzle so, away? It's, it's a fucking happens? kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen uh, the Wizard of Oz? You know how like you get the witch wet and she starts melting. That's what happens to us when you throw bacon at us. Yeah. We yeah. can't go into sandwich shops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, power that's my, we feel yeah. we feel the Sharia draining from us. <laughs> yeah, I went to Austin, Texas, until like they had like this uh, sausage spot, mm. and everything had bacon in it or ham in it or pork in it, and like I fucking it was pork and beer, and I felt like uh, I was gonna die. That's awesome. No, you had a pulled pork sandwich, right? Nice mesquite sauce, and then a Sharia slaw mm. right in there. Oh, God, <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, we can make those jokes. You can't. That's racist. Yeah, no. Fuck you, racist. <laughs> Yeah. Asshole. I'm sorry. Okay, I can't <laughs> help it. All right. I'm very excited because one of my favorite books is becoming a TV series on Amazon Prime. Yes. Good Omen. We saw the trailer for this. Mm-hmm. There was a teaser that came out a long time ago, but yeah. the trailer is relatively recent. And it looks good. So for people who don't know what Good Omen is, it's actually Hi. a Terry Pratchett story. It's part of his Discworld series. Uh, Terry Pratchett, like uh, Stephen King and, and Neil Gaiman, are actually world builders, meaning they have these kind of stories that are loosely related to one another, but they're not part of the same necessarily series. They are part of the same world. Hmm. So the same cosmology exists. Yeah, like so, Stephen King's Dark Tower, like it all yeah, kind of it all, all comes together. together so this right? is in the same universe as like the original Lucifer, not the. TV show that V hates. No, that's that's Neil Gaiman. Oh, but this Neil, is a different one. Oh, didn't Neil Gaiman help write this? Uh, he's, he's part of the production of it. Good Omen is basically the story of an angel and a demon trying to avert Armageddon, mostly because they like life too much a little. Yeah, bit. they enjoy it. They enjoy it too much. Yeah, it's Azrafel and and Crowley, uh, Crowley or yeah. Crowley as the British say. Yeah, and. They are. They take the story. Everyone's heard the story of Omen, right? Yeah, Damien. Damien, yeah. the little Antichrist. It's basically that story, but flipped on its head. What happens if the Antichrist grows up in like a functioning household? Yeah. Well loved. Yeah. Has a normal childhood, and he doesn't grow up to be an evil shit, right? What happens when he's coddled by privilege and not not made into like an evil, right? Yeah, Socialized yeah. into evil. That's what Good Omen is about. It's absolutely hilarious. The acerbic wit in it is great. Yeah, it's quintessentially English humor. It's very think, Terry yeah, like, Pratchett. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting, and most of us are, are looking forward to it. Well, I didn't know anything about it no. until I saw this trailer. Um, 
And I got excited, one, because they started playing You're My Best Friend by Queen. That's one way to, like, suck me into your movie, if in your trailer or your TV show. If you're playing Queen or, like, some, like, nostalgia. They, did heavy, they played heavy, the buddy yeah. Yeah. comedy. Which is a, doesn't quite translate the same way in the book. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they're friends. Well, sort of. No, they're not. They're more like, I mean, yeah, they're like, they're, they're frenemies. Like, they're allies. Yeah, yeah, like, they're not but, really, like. But, like, look. They're not buddies, but they, yeah. they've been allied for a long time. That's how Suicide Squad sucked me in. They were playing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in their, well, in that, their trailer. That's the thing now. Even the Hellboy trailer, which you can go and watch our YouTube video that we just released. Oh, yeah. Nice we talked about breakdown. how the use of uh, Billy Idol's, like how they're using old songs yeah. now in all these trailers. So you get me. I'm a sucker for that shit. But they also got me because I heard, I heard my boy's voice in it. My boy, David Tennant. Yeah, he's, he's the tenth he doctor. He plays Crowley. Yeah, he it. plays Crowley. Um, and then Michael Sheen is in it. He's playing as Raphael. Mm-hmm. As Raphael. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce Azerbaijan. it? Azrafel. Azrafel. Michael Sheen, if you don't know, is the guy who did the fucking crazy laugh in Twilight when he saw a little vampire baby. He yeah. plays Aro the vampire. Yeah. He plays yeah. Lucian in Underworld. Yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's a, lot. He's a character. He plays uh, uh, Bla- uh, Blair, Tony Blair, in the biopic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he did that too, I guess. Oh, Diana. Um, and then John Hamm's in it. He plays uh, with the, uh, Archangel Gabriel. Archangel? Archangel? Archangel. Archangel Gabriel. So they got like some big stars. They do have some big stars. Which this is on technically on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah which streaming. is it's just streaming. No. It's like Amazon's version of Netflix. Yeah. Well yeah. Amazon's been doing a few of these kind of yeah. original series. They did a whole like Druids Britain Britannia. They have the Marvelous series. Miss Mizell. Um, so yeah, I mean the Amazon well, we already know Amazon's trying to take over the world. They're trying to Take Mark, everything. Mark Gaddis is in this. He's, yeah. He plays yeah. Sherlock Holmes' brother in yeah, Sherlock. Mycroft. Mycroft Holmes. He's season. also the director or is the producer or something for yeah, the Sherlock the, yeah. movies, too, or yeah. the shows. I, the, the casting is done real well. I think Terry, um, uh, not Terry, what's his name? Neil Gaiman was part of uh, the oh, casting. Thorn of Mir is in it. Thorn of Mir is in it. <laughs> Paul K. It's his real name. But I think the casting, Neil Gaiman had a hand in it. Because he had a hand in the, in the American Gods casting and. People were really kind of thrilled. Is Neil Gaiman British too? Neil Gaiman's British. He is, yeah. Wow. Oh, Nick Offerman's in it too. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a pretty stellar cast. Yeah, yeah, and there is, a, I mean, Neil Gaiman. I've always appreciated his his writing style and like the way that his style in general has always appealed to me as a comic book reader. Right. I mean, never mind that he created one of my favorite comic book characters in Lucifer through mm-hmm. his Sandman series. But you also have, um, what is it, like Zarathustra and all that other stuff? Like, yeah. there's that series, which is amazing. The Graveyard Book is one of my most favorite. Anasazi Boys. Yeah, Anasazi Boys, American Gods. But if you actually look at the uh, Graveyard Book, is very much, it reminds me a lot of Good Omens also. It's about a, and it's, it's technically a children's book, but it's about a kid whose family gets murdered and he gets raised in a graveyard. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you, I see almost a lot of, like, development between kind of the Damien character in Good Omens with Jack. Okay. Not, is it Jack? It doesn't matter. With uh-huh. the with not with Bod. Excuse me. His name is nobody. So uh-huh. Bod in the graveyard book, uh-huh. right? Which is really cool because you almost see that you almost grow up with them a little bit, and then it's really kind of there's a weird thing where the kid gets raised in this like loving family, and he becomes like a good natured young man mm-hmm. who's like try, who tries to help people, and because he has the power of the devil and the beast. Good things will happen to people that he like. Kind yeah, of wills you good see that to. very much in Good Omens. Yeah. I would say that with with Bod. It's much more of a macabre tale. It is, which is and, a kids' book, yeah, though, which and is it's, weird. Yeah, it's it's very iconically, Gaiman playing with the kind of 
bizarre and otherworldly. Because Bond is not a he's not a cheerful kid. Uh-huh. No, he's not. Yeah, he's an odd, weird kid. Yeah, I like this reimagining stuff, right? Like, what if this person was here instead of there? What mm-hmm. if like you know, well, there's uh, this concept is is not is not a, a new one in comic books. There's a couple different comics that you would you know we've talked about Red Sun in here before. Which is the only Superman title that I actually enjoy is when oh. he uh, he's a communist. He lands in Russia <laughs> instead of in America. He was in Mother would. Russia. Yeah, yeah, you would. You both wouldn't enjoy that and one. He ends up, I have never, never read yeah, that. But you would because you're a fucking Marxist. The Marxists are not communists. Yeah, there is a there is a marked marks different a marked difference between <laughs> oh, the two. Really? Yes. Um, no, but there's also another one actually. If you ever read Marvel comics, Uncanny X Force, there's the uh, character named Genesis. Who is um, this? Is pretty pretty crazy stuff because it's it's one of the few Marvel comics in the recent history where there's a scene where uh, Phantom X actually shoots a child, mm. right? And the child is a is a, a, a kid Apocalypse mm-hmm. who is being raised by you know uh, by uh, Ozymandias and you know all the all his, all of his cult followers, mm-hmm. right? So they're raising him to be the next Apocalypse. Okay, so they kill him. Phantom X creates a clone uh-huh. of that Apocalypse child, but they put him over in Wolverine's school for mutants, and he becomes like a good guy. Huh. So, so there's an Apocalypse character that is actually raised as like a loving character, a loving person, huh. right? And this, so this is almost the same thing, uh, but with more kind of biblical. Well, I mean, this is right? the like, oldest writing trick in the book. Is mm-hmm. if you, you know, people often say that. When you write, you're not writing anything particularly new, but there's only a handful of actual stories. You're just writing derivations of them. Hmm. And one of the oldest tricks with writing is to take something that's familiar to you and then play the what-if game with it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you can start off with things like, a um, perfect example of this is Wicked. Wicked? Right? Right. Oh, the Wicked off, Witch. Oh, yeah. The witch. story of Dorothy. Uh-huh. What if the Wicked Witch was in the bad guy? Yeah. She isn't right. Yeah, she ends up flipping the story on its head. Well, the, cur- the new right. Karate Kid on YouTube. She's, she's just a normal. She's an insurgent, and she, I mean, that Wicked the musical versus Wicked the book is very different. In the uh-huh. book, she's an insurgent, right? Uh-huh. Fighting against the tyrannical forces of the wizard, and then along comes this fucking child who kills her child sister. Who kills her? Kills right. her sister right. first. So it's like this. This is a completely different story, right? So this is constantly the. What the play the what if game, right? Take a story that you really like, throw in the what if game, and you now have something new and different. Yeah. And Good Omens is an example of how to do that and do it well, yeah. very well. Dan Harmon utilizes it a lot in his work, too. I and mean, you see it in the community episodes and a lot of he Rick plays and Morty. The what if, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's like the uh, one of those episodes that I that I just binge watched. Is the one where like you know whoever grabs the pizza? Oh yeah, like the different timelines. Like Dan Harmon plays with timeline yeah. differences, right? But yeah. it's the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, it's like it's it's just kind of served up on a different plate, but yeah, and it happens to work really well because those are some of the most beloved episodes of Community and Rick and Morty are the ones where things are the, yeah, yeah. The, the president one, like the Even, last episode of yeah. season two or the, three, the, the latest Disney kind of iterations, Maleficent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Making it's the her, what if game, making her the protagonist See, because it one it builds on something that's already familiar to you. Mm-hmm. You know it enough that you recognize some of the themes. Yeah, but it's different enough to be interesting. Yeah, it's I, a very easy way of writing. Yeah, yeah. I actually but, enjoy I mean, it. It's it's creative. It is because it's like you're taking things, looking at it from different perspectives, and it, it changes like your idea of things yeah. as a kid. It's simple, creative, but fun. Yeah, fuck Danny Larusso. What? Fuck Danny LaRusso. Why? What are oh, you watching the, uh, the Karate on Kid? YouTube Red? Yeah. No, I watched it last year. Oh, was it? But he's he's the bad guy. 
he did an illegal move. There was no kicks to the face allowed, and that crane kick was a kick to the what face. Is that, what is this? The karate Kid karate karate YouTube kid. series. Yeah. There's a Karate Kid YouTube series? Yeah, where they like they looked at it from the, the the kid that was part of Cobra Kai. The bully. The bully, right? It made the bully a good guy. Yeah, look, man. Fucking white he was minding his own business. Right? By bullying. No, yeah. no, no. LaRusso started everything. Think about it, all right? He was sitting there chilling at the beach, chilling with his girlfriend. You have, to, you have to justify the fact that in the... You, you say that LaRusso does the illegal move. LaRusso only does the illegal move because the other guy damages his foot, his leg. Well, the other, but it wasn't. It wasn't the kid he was facing in the finals. It was one of the other kids from Cobra Kai. Yeah, it was still one of the other kids from Cobra Kai. He swept the leg. A school of bullies. Well, you know, he was just doing his karate there. I can't imagine. Why are you trying to corrupt karate? Kid? I'm just gonna point out that that right there is exactly what we were talking about in the mm. beginning of this episode. Hey, look, the bad guy. You, I mean, we're so fucking hardwired mm. to give bad guys who happen to be white. Lusso's white trick. too, bro. The yeah, only person Lusso's I like is Italian. That's white too. <laughs> he eventually becomes white. I mean, they, they really, yeah. Originally, he's not very sure. white. Look, the only person that I actually really like. Ralph Macchio uh, is pretty dark. Not really. <laughs> but the only good character in the Karate Kid was Mr. Miyagi. Poor guy. Fucking went overseas to fight for America against the Japanese after he came from Okinawa. And then his family was put in an internment camp. And then his family died in an internment camp while he was out fighting for the U.S. He's the only good person in Karate Kid. I mean, I was never a fan of Ralph Macchio's character, Danny LaRusso, either. Yeah, Miyagi's the only good I'd one. Li- I like Miyagi. I'm just not going to go to the other extreme of being like, oh, the bully. The bully was a good guy. No, he's not we're a good hard, guy either. We really are hardwired. I mean, I mean, how many movies like Wolf of Wall Street are there out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people There's... who are irredeemably corrupt and exploitative and terrible people. Hmm. That we give second chances and third chances and fourth chances. I mean, that's. I'm pretty sure I just described the career of Logan Paul. Yeah, oh, yeah but they gave. Yeah, yeah, they gave that Jordan Belfort guy like he was on the director's yeah, cut and shit. And, like he yeah. interviewed him for they that movie. They made a commercial for him. Yeah. What about Wall Street in general? That movie, right? Oliver Stone's Wall Street. Gordon yeah, Gecko was like he was idolized by fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in in Oliver Stone's defense, Oliver Stone actually ma- tried to make Gordon Gecko a bad guy. Yeah, but people fight Oliver about- Stone is pretty critical of Wall Street. You know, <laughs> yeah. Which is America is just so fucked in the head. They're like, yeah, that's what I want. I want to be Gordon Gecko. Greed, for lack of a better term, well, that was good. I mean, that, <laughs> there is a time. Isn't that what um, American Psycho was about? Yeah, American though? Psycho. Like, I mean, yeah. how many of us know guys who are, who who are, quote. Wall Street. Yeah. We know one. Greed is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking a little. But there's a, I know others. That chair. I, I know a lot of them that like yeah. they all. There was a period of time, right? It was like the meathead economists want to be all watched. Like they just graduated high school. Yeah. They all watched Wall Street and they all quoted Wall Street left yeah. and right. And like that was their way of trying to like they were smart. I'm like it's a fucking movie. None of yeah. you were, yeah. were. And they all read Freakonomics. Yeah. 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 Oh Freakonomics. god, Freakonomics or. Um, what is it? Uh, rich uncle, poor uncle. Or no, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all read that. That was wrote, written by an Asian man, though. That was written by. You an can't Asian trust him. Mario, something Kiyosami or Kiyosaki. 
You're just making a name. No, Richard, Richard Kiyosaki. I think, I think that, that is his name, yeah. actually. But they but, also, they love to quote Scarface, too. The world is yours. Yeah, you know? I mean, these I mean, are that's another exactly. Oliver Stone movie. <laughs> I'm not no, even sure. De Palma. Uh, De Palma, okay, I'm not even sure we're talking white privilege anymore. I think we're just talking sociopathy. Yeah, yeah. we just hate people. <laughs> Americans are sociopaths as, as a whole. I'll tell you, I, th- I, I don't, I can understand that because I think most of my friends growing up, they all had the, they all had the last stand fantasy. Just like the Tony Montana thing where they got the gun and they're just shooting at Take like, everyone out with them. Yeah, you know, I think they all kind of had that at one point or another. I mean, the like, last stand fantasies... I don't want that fantasy. ...are their own, I mean, thing, right? And I think a lot of guys do it. A lot of guys also come up with all sorts of, like, ninja fantasies and... Oh, yeah. Burglary fantasies. Yeah, it's, it's, like, like, it's a common well, yeah, like you thing. You want to uh, like, imagine yourself taking a bullet for somebody. Like, or you're just sitting there waiting in the Seven Eleven. Like, what happens if mm. this gets robbed? Yeah, I'm yeah. fucking laying down. Throw the Slim Jim in his throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're gonna pee your pants. You're gonna cry. Yeah, you're gonna cry. <laughs> I've, I've realized how much of, of a wimp you are. Of a wimp I am. Right. I thought I, I heard a bunch of sirens outside of my house in the you middle of the night one night, right? And then I saw a fucking a helicopter chopper. You got nervous? Yeah, I, I called the police department. What's going on? Why is there a chopper outside? Who are you, an eighty-year-old man? <laughs> yeah. I I grabbed one of my brother's swords mm-hmm. and I laid down underneath the couch just in case someone tried to break you in. Are, you are a coward. <laughs> I, dude. I I I hid, but it was good enough to where I could attack. Shut up! But I was hoping no one would come. You're trying. You added this sword in just no. to make it less. <laughs> Embarrassing. No, I, I still have the sword next to my bed because I was still scared. I'm a wimp. I don't, I don't consider myself particularly easily frightened, to be uh-huh. honest with you. If someone broke in your house, what would you do? I'd kill and, him. Invite him for tea. I mean, if that, the poor bastard that breaks into this house, <laughs> you should pray for that person. <laughs> if you get into a fight with the bear, don't pray for me. Pray for the bear. That's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm a nice guy outside of my house, but the second you break into my house... V, test this out. Break into his house. Right? It's on. We're, we're pulling... I literally come in here once a week. Why the hell would I need to break in we're, here? We're, 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 pulling, reaction. we're pulling We're pulling home alone, but lethal. You're <laughs> <laughs> sick fuck. It's like, yeah. I'm going a, to I'm a, have my own Saw games in here. Yeah. I don't know how we got to this. I don't know how we got to Danny this. Danny LaRusso brought Let's us end this. It this. Yeah. Let's just end with the fact that Americans are sociopathic enough that we've constantly reimagined villains as good guys. Yeah, that's true. Which is why the Nick Sandmans of the world are going to end up as the Brett Kavanaugh's of the world. Oh, it's a sad reality we live but in. But it's true. Mm. All right, let's end it there. Let's know what, let us know what your thoughts are. Do you agree with us? Did you watch the video and see something else? If you did, please stop following us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you agree with us, let us know. Yeah. Please tell us, what are you doing in your life to take a stand against stupid shit like this? You're holding your friends accountable? Are you holding your family members accountable? Are you complicit in this bullshit? Mm-hmm. Um, let us know what your thoughts about Good Omen are. Are you looking forward to it? Are you excited about it? Do you also agree that we have a weird sociopathic urge to reimagine villains in this culture like why do we keep making bad guys into good guys we did a whole episode please <laughs> for the love of god tell me you didn't quote wall street <laughs> this yeah. is gonna let you know how you can get in contact with us yes if you'd like to get on our facebook we're on facebook.com slash currently nerdy if you want to tweet us at currently nerdy on twitter if you want to comment under our photos at instagram it's currently nerdy if you want to reblog us or write us some notes on tumblr currently nerdy tumblr.com uh, we're on youtube youtube.com slash currently nerdy uh, make sure you go and watch the hellboy trailer leave a nice comment for v saying how he did a great job on that video because he did um, if you want to give us a review please do so 
We're on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe. Make your friends subscribe. We need ratings and reviews, damn it. It helps our algorithms. If you want to get a hold of us in the vision, you can. V, I got to get a hold of you. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214 on my website, thesandwichslayer.com. Ali? You can catch me on my website at alialomi.com or on Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-M-I. Or on our sister podcast, Head on History, which just released an episode on the pharaohs of Egypt. So check that out. Also, be sure to head over to Summer War Network and listen to the Gender Not podcast. The Gender Not episode is a good one. I yeah. think you'll enjoy it, and I think it's pretty illuminating. So you can check them out on... Uh, Illuminatus. On the podcast app on iTunes. iTunes Diz. and on Google Play Music. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at Dizbula, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. Unless you're a racist piece of shit, then you could leave the currently nerdy empire.